0: Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. I'm aware of several online marketplaces where you can purchase uh, the, we'll call them the ingredients you need to build your own gun. Mm -hmm. So these would be 3D printed, you know, 80% like you're talking about, Mm -hmm. uh, where somebody does have a 3D printer. Uh, they're making them up, and then you can also buy from the same website the rest of the parts you need, have them shipped to you. You don't need to go through, uh, mm-hmm. what's the, the FFL? Federal firearms license. Yeah, the, you, yeah, yeah the FFL. You don't need to have them shipped to another guy and held for you. They can just ship to your door because they're not firearms when you buy them. And so then when you receive both parts— then there's a bit of a DIY aspect to mm-hmm. it, right? So if you can't put together some IKEA furniture, don't get one of these, mm-hmm. right? In, gotta in my opinion, you got to be able to follow instructions. There's some. Don't drill a hole through your hand. Yeah, there's some like, you know, some, like, kind of you know uh, I don't know, uh, shop class type work, right? Well, you and need that's to have- why
1: the Ghost Gunner is such an amazing product because it takes. The level of expertise needed—you don't need to know how to run a, a lathe or whatever
0: it is. Right. These, you know, pro- these. Well, uh, most of these just require you are. to have like a hand drill. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're, really? you know, okay. if you got like shaky hands, you might need to have something that looks like a drill press mm-hmm. to make sure that when you drill these holes, you get it right. Uh, you, you get it right the first time because mm-hmm. you're not going to get a second chance, no. or you have to order another part. part. But but the amount of work is really not that much. You mm-hmm. have to have a bit of cursory knowledge about gun parts, and okay. if you don't, they have videos that'll teach you and walk you through all that kind but of stuff. But the ghost gunner so. does all that for you, right. as, I That's how, you as I understand it. As I
1: understand it, too. You set that 80% uh, lower in there, and it just goes, and I don't know how long it takes... But it might be a f- few hours, or I don't know. I, I have no idea. Yep. But they just do it all for you. And then I think you still have to do some putting together right. after that Some assembly yeah.
2: yeah, it's so funny to watch this, because the state sets a line, and it's like, okay, this this is what counts as a gun. Only if it is machined past this point. So a company like this comes up and says, okay, well, we're going to come up to that line. And they're like, no! Okay, well, we're going to move the line back That's here. And right, it's like, yeah. okay, then we'll go to that line and sell that product. And
1: right. the ATF has been getting crazier Our one of our Thursday night co-hosts, Matt, he's like really on to the gun news and pays real close attention. Like they've been calling ridiculous things guns that don't have anything to do with reality. A metal
2: tube,
0: it's a gun. Well, we keep hearing about uh, these gun buyback programs where like dudes will show up (laughs) with like you know some some plumbing piping, duct tape, something that looks like a trigger, and like yeah, here's two hundred bucks, dude. Like thanks, and they'll show up with like a stack of them,
1: and they'll Mm -hmm. get a whole bunch of money out of it. It's amazing. (laughs)
2: Yeah, and it's worth mentioning that th- this is one of those things that always gets targeted by uh, Operation Choke Point and things like that.
1: All right, Captain, you've got a fear mongering, sounds like story. From uh, some media about 3D guns, well, What's, what do they have to say? It's out
0: of the UK, so just for our they, listeners' yeah,
1: sake. Guns are prohibited there. Yeah, they don't allow guns. Except for cops. Well, some cops don't yeah, even some, have the, the right. guns,
0: though. Yeah, and those guys are like, halt, or Yo, halt again. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> the bobbies. What are, what are you going to threaten them with, mm-hmm. right? Harsh uh, language. Yeah, from verdict.co.uk. Yeah,
2: That's true. Yeah. Yeah, there's uh, sorry to cut in, but there's a lot of hilarious uh, videos coming out about uh, people running from the bobbies because they have n- they have no firearms <laughs> and like all of these ways of evading them, like climbing up onto roofs and stuff. Nice, yeah.
0: Some parkour
2: Some guys, parkour, right? yeah. yeah, totally yeah.
0: getting away with everything. Uh, 3D printers enable users to create everything from affordable bionic arms for children to houses. However, experts warn experts that 3D printing. Could help criminals produce produce lethal guns capable of carrying multiple rounds of ammunition. Oh, no. (laughs) Although, from
1: what I understand, there's no evidence that that is true, right? There's no evidence that so-called ghost guns, guns that are manufactured privately with no serial numbers to the amounts that we have no idea, right? But there's no evidence that they are used any more often, and it may even be that they're less often. We'll have to look for some statistics on that. But but they are not, as I understand it, any more likely to be found in the hands of criminals than actual, like, stolen, registered, serialized guns are. That's what you're more likely to find criminals using. Right. And
0: I want to preface this whole topic with the choice to kill always precedes the selection of weapon. Yes, it does. Right. So it doesn't matter like outlawing one form of, you know, a weapon or another mm-hmm. form of weapon like there's been because, you know, in like the UK, they've outlawed guns. And so like right. people are getting, you know, get stabbed getting to death stabbed. There. And so they're oh we got outlawed knives. Mm-hmm. And they've like, done that, too. Now, like, like, they have. none of that's going to work because it doesn't matter if a person decides to kill another person. They will find a way they're going to mm-hmm. find a way. Weapon
2: selection is secondary mm-hmm. to the choice to murder. Yeah, and I mean, these uh, these monsters that make this decision, if you effectively keep them from having guns, there's going to be a, por- a portion of them that turn to poisons and explosives. Sure. And I think that is a much bigger danger than just, uh, like, you can get a few targets with a gun, but how many people could you take out if instead of a school shooting, there was a school gassing?
1: They just busted somebody for making 3D printed guns, allegedly. That's what right. it sounds like. They're not yeah. saying that this one of these guys guns showed up in an actual crime no at least not in this article right the crime quote-unquote was making the guns (laughs) right
0: yeah Mm -hmm. having probably a 3d printer in your like den or garage or living room whatever whatever the heck this is uh but they're blowing this up (laughs) to be something that it was probably you should be afraid some guy in your neighborhood Mm -hmm. had a 3d printer Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, Unlike a traditional gun, which has multiple parts, a 3D printed gun is printed as one solid object, says Carolina Pinto, an analyst at research firm Global Data. It's most often made through extrusion-based technology. This is where plastic is forced through the nozzle and printed. Pinto says 3D printed guns still need manufactured ammunition, pins, spirals, and barrels because they need to be metal. 3D printers,
1: (laughs) just the way you like them.
0: (laughs) We need the metal. Where's Ronnie James Dio when you need them? Uh, 3D printers that use plastic are cheaper for consumers than using uh, full metal ones. The National Crime Agency told the BBC how 3D-printed guns are credible and viable compared to earlier versions, which were often single-shot weapons.
1: Right, yeah. The, uh, the first one was called the Liberator. Right. And that was a one-shot. If you were to use it for more than once, it gets very dangerous, right? Like, it was kind of risky to use it the first time. Yep. Uh, but they, they figured out ways to make them more reliable, from what I understand. And you can put a lot of rounds through some of these things. Yeah. Even though they don't have any evidence of these guns being used in any crimes. If they do, they
0: certainly didn't include they any sure of it would have. in these articles. You
1: know so. they would have. They would have said, oh, well, we found this criminal with a gun, and he said he got it from this place, right? They didn't yeah. say anything. Right. And in
0: fact, the, the link inside the story links you to a report from the Met Police themselves, mm-hmm. and there's really nothing in it. It's just like, yeah, we found parts. Yep. Like, we suspect But they didn't find any actual fully assembled guns. guns. They just found parts.
1: And they arrested the two guys, tried to question them. Hopefully they didn't talk. Um, And then, you know, they cut them out on bail.
2: So yeah. doesn't sound like they had a whole lot to hold them on. What were you gonna say? Oh, I was just going to point out that the state tends to do more pretense of actually protecting us from things, mm-hmm. and they they make believe that any any violation of their arbitrary restrictions is just uh, is the worst thing that that is the damage to other people itself right. to defy their rules. Someone could have done something. You like were speeding. This. You owe me money. Mm-hmm. Never mind. Like uh, you were driving perfectly safely. Right, uh, yeah. and, and in the same way, like you could possibly have harmed another individual. I mean, you didn't threaten anyone or harm anyone or nope. threaten to harm anyone, but you could have. It was possible right. because you didn't follow the restrictions. You had two beers and then drove. Dun
0: dun <laughs> dun. <laughs> but you're like six, seven, and three hundred and fifty pounds. Like, come on, man, really? You know. Anyway, so what else do we need to know about this story? Uh, uh, Fear mongering. Uh, Sub-headline, are the weapons getting even more dangerous? (gasps) Like, no, guns are just as dangerous as they've always been. Uh, Experts fear, experts now, fear the spread of 3D-printed weapons and the potentially lethal threat to the public they represent across the globe, not just in the UK. In October, Australian police seized around 80 illegal 3D-printed firearms in Victoria. This included some homemade military-style weapons, quote-unquote and 3D printers, according to Nine News. In the same month, U.S. Senator Edward J. Markley co-led a call to President Biden to roll back the deregulation of gun rules initiated by Donald Trump. The rule weakens export controls, <laughs> which were designed to prevent 3D-printed firearm computer files from being posted on the Internet.
1: Yeah, so according to uh, just a, another story here at Fox 5 New York, they're talking about the number of ghost guns they've snatched from people in New York City. 2019, it was 47 ghost guns. And <gasps> 2020, it was 150 ghost guns. And that's, you know, however many people, I don't know, maybe one person had more than one gun, but you're talking about dozens, if not, you know, over 100 people that have now had their lives ruined simply because they had a hobby or they
0: wanted to protect themselves Ooh, and, or whatever. They're not saying these people were hurting people. Yeah. And how were they seized, too? Is, do they count uh, gun buyback programs as seized? Hmm. Mm. you know like i'm I, I question the numbers i question the the mm-hmm. sources like where point. where do they get their That's numbers from they are likely to stretch those numbers yeah. for sure yeah you know, d- does seized mean you know full-on swatted you know fbi style raid with the you know uh, most all of them crypto people getting whatever. arrested
1: for other reasons and they had one on them or something mm-hmm. like that yeah
0: what else do we need to know captain uh how can the 3d printed gun threat be stopped Experts say action is needed to stop the threat of 3D-printed weapons in its tracks. Without action, regulation, legislation, and vigilance being taken against 3D-printed weapons, the threat will continue to grow, says David Bicknell, principal analyst at Global Data. Let me just clarify. A gun,
1: whether it was 3D-printed or or whether it was bought at a gun show Uh. or given to you by your grandfather or whatever, a gun is not a threat. It's just an inan- inanimate object. It's like a it's screwdriver, a piece of metal or apparently now very hard plastic in the case of some of these uh, 3D printed guns. It's just a thing that sits on a shelf yep. or on a, you know, in somebody's waistband or whatever, you know, wherever it is. It's not a threat unless it's carried by someone who intends to do you harm. Right. And then as you pointed out, Captain, that person could be carrying a club, they could be carrying a bat. Uh, they could be carrying brass knuckles. They could be carrying all kinds of things. They could be a uh, you know,
0: highly trained martial arts master. Well, to to illustrate how ridiculous an article like this is, all we need do is substitute three D printed guns for. 3D-printed hammers, for example. Mm-hmm. That can be How a can 3D-printed hammers be stopped? Experts say action is needed <laughs> to stop the threat of 3D-printed hammers right. in their tracks. Yeah. Without action, regulation, legislation, action. and vigilance being taken against 3D-printed hammers, the threat will continue to grow. Well, look at all Give the success. Time. I mean, look at, all, time.
1: look at all the regulations and the, uh, what was it, the regulations and what else? The uh, regulation, laws, legislation, and action, legislation and vigilance. And ag- uh, didn't they do all that with drugs?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think well, they
1: did that for yeah. like years and spent trillions of dollars, at least here in the United States, on trying to stop drugs. Yeah, go back even and further and look at prohibition, alcohol prohibition. They failed. Total failure. Of course, the Crypto Six uh, thing is going to trial here very soon. That comes up on December 6th. That's going to be the jury selection. So we've been following what happened to Free Talk Live co hosts. Um, not just me, there were multiple co hosts on Free Talk Live and some of our friends. Six people were raided and uh, arrested on a uh, cold winter morning in March of 2021. And we've been charged with a bunch of victimless so-called crimes. Our rights rights have been stripped from us. And unfortunately, some of our friends have taken plea deals yeah. on these charges. I am the only one left uh, that is going to trial. And so we will be standing up for the right to, you know have bitcoin and and sell bitcoin if you want to and i don't not have to ask government permission basically. i don't know if you
0: know will um i assume the public is allowed at the trial
1: yes generally in the united states uh, trials and, are open to the public with the exception of juvenile uh trials and in those cases at least at least in new hampshire yeah. uh if a somebody who's under the age of majority is on trial that person can still choose to open their trial up uh to uh, to the public can the public is
2: allowed yeah, that's not in
1: federal court. That's what I was going oh, right. to say. Oh, yeah. right.
2: Yeah. Nope. Not quite Sorry.
1: Star Chamber, not quite public. Uh there there is going to be a request put in to make a feed available since one of the positive things that happened during COVID was a lot of the courts kind of got their act together. Figured all of a sudden, out how to use Zoom. And figured out how to put a camera in <laughs> and right. a microphone in and actually have a feed available online. So these courtrooms are wired for sound, and I believe they have cameras. I, I may, they, you know, may or may not, or maybe they don't have enough cameras for a full-on, you know, full trial coverage. They certainly don't have like an operator sitting there switching camera angles or anything like that. So if there is a camera in the court, it may be fairly rudimentary. I don't know. Can you bring a cell phone? Nope, not unless you're an attorney Mm. or a federal agent. So no, they take all that stuff from you at the front door. In fact, if you're gonna come to a federal court. I would recommend you don't bring your cell phone even into the building because they will take it from you. They will hold it at the front desk and then allow you to retrieve it on the way out. Right. However, they do not issue numbers with the with them. So, for instance, if you actually in, in New Hampshire,
3: yeah.
1: where guns are relatively you know free, Tom, as we've been yeah. discussing here, you can go into a court. Now, this isn't legal advice. This is just my experience. This is what I've seen happen. I've seen people go into a court, stop at... Before they go through the metal detector, tell the court security, which are usually run by the sheriff's department, tell them, I have a gun or a knife or something like that. Yeah, I'd like to check it with you. And they will allow you to check your weapon with them. They will issue you a number, right? right. You're number five or whatever. It's and like then they coat they, check or they put like it that, yeah. somewhere. Yeah, like a coat check. Some high-level court made this ruling that... Uh, no media shall be allowed to to go into courtrooms. Well, I mean, you can have reporters, but yeah. you cannot have anyone with any kind of recording device. What about a stenographer? They have those. No, I understand you the has one, but can you BYOS? No, no electronics. They won't allow mm. you in with a laptop. Yeah, but uh, there's
0: there's analog stenographer machines. Yeah, there's I don't stenographer. think they're going to allow Sten- that one either. Stenographers? Yeah, okay, hmm. I don't know. What Did they say why? In that
1: is, 1946? Yeah.
0: The claim
1: was having media in the room would affect how witnesses behaved. And so, therefore, it would potentially, they actually use this claim,
0: discriminate against the defendant. But They're already being recorded by the
2: stenographer. You That's mean, true. So, you mean people might be held accountable for what they say?
0: Yeah.
1: <gasps> I know, well, weird, huh? And I can understand Part of the argument,
0: it is definitely true that some people will change their behavior in front of a, a camera. It's, it's not about the witnesses changing their behavior. It's not about the accused. It's no. about the judges, the yeah. bailiffs, the prosecution. It's
1: about getting people to see what goes on yeah. in these these government courts. Had people been able to watch the Ross Ulbricht trial rather than just read the reports? And I don't want to minimize the Wired reporter. Uh, I think it was Andy Greenberg was there. He did very in-depth very interesting sure, yeah, yeah. coverage. And we used a lot of it on the air here. So I don't want to minimize that. But to be able to see it for yourself, instead of having to go through the eyes and the ears of some reporter who might be missing details, they might be purposely leaving things out. And of course, you can't just easily get a transcript for these things. It costs money right? if you want to get a transcript. And I don't even know if they're available to just anybody i'm not sure what the rules
0: are well and like what's the that. timing on that too so like you know day one of the of no, the trial I, I when do so. you when are you eligible it's to get much the later. transcript right? probably be much later it's not going to be the next yeah, day no, or anything like that no way uh i assume and uh, you know maybe you don't know the answer to this but like while the trial is going on i assume you cannot talk about it on air i presume not that's yeah. a good
1: question i'll have to ask i'll have to ask my attorney yeah about that. okay I, I mean i don't know if that's true because you know it's i mean i'm happy to talk about already, it already yeah it, it, i don't think we could talk about like what we're going to do because right. obviously we wouldn't want to tip our our hand so this is one of those stories about the chinese government setting up so-called unauthorized police stations in the united states and this is back in the news now because while well, the fbi apparently has an opinion about this and uh, yahoo news through or rather well, reuters has the story unauthorized by whom? Uh, presumed by the United States. Okay. Uh, according to the story here, they are possibly looking to influence operations of of what I'm not sure. This, is according to the FBI director Christopher ray in a Reuters report, Safeguard Defenders, a European based human rights organization, published a report in September revealing the presence of dozens of Chinese police quote unquote service stations. In major cities around the world, including New York, and if I recall correctly, also like Toronto, I think, has one as well. Republicans in Congress have requested
0: answers from the Biden administration about their influence. Wait, so is this so if you feel like you're not getting serviced well enough by your own government, you can go see what it's like to get serviced by another government, (laughs) (laughs) right? I suspect it
1: is for them to investigate Chinese uh, people who are living in the United States— and possibly bring them up on criminal charges, because that's kind of what police do. You know, that's my guess here. But the report said the stations were an extension of Beijing's efforts to pressure some Chinese nationals or their relatives abroad to return to uh, China to face criminal charges. It also linked them to activities of China's United Front Work Department, a Communist uh, Party body charged with spreading its influence and propaganda overseas. I uh, think
2: that this is exactly what the U.S. deserves after w- going after Julian Assange. You mean foreign police on its soil? Exactly. I mean, seriously, if you're going to go after uh, someone who's not from here, mm-hmm. and especially going after them for like uh, for being a traitor to not their own country. A man who's never stepped foot in the United States, by the right, way. Right, right. This guy's never even been here, and the United States is going after them uh, for treason against a country that isn't even his. Honestly, this is what you sow or what you reap when that's what you sow.
1: Yeah, and of course the other countries are doing the bidding for the U.S. Like they didn't actually go and arrest Assange. That was the U.K. government uh, thugs that mm-hmm. that did that. In this case, you actually do have Chinese police who apparently are physically on uh, U.S. property here, if you will. Uh, the FBI Director Christopher Wray said, "I'm very concerned about this. We are aware of the existence of these stations." He said, acknowledging them but declining to detail their investigative work on the issue. He said further, quote, but to me, it's outrageous to think the Chinese police would attempt to set up shop, you know, in New York. Let's say without proper coordination, it violates sovereignty and circumvents
0: standard judicial and law enforcement cooperation processes. We saw unprecedented uh, government cooperation between governments when it came to covid lockdowns. And the mm, mandates. Yes.
2: They yeah. all were like, doing what they were all doing. Yeah, it was what, like Sweden and maybe one other country that didn't lock down Belarus, completely. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And every other country on Earth simultaneously locking down hardcore. Yeah. and S-
0: Unprecedented cooperation between these governments in doing so to basically ground the entire planet. Right? Now, there's always been this sort of like... You know, fear-mongering about one world government and, you know, all that kind of a thing. And so if governments are truly beginning to cooperate with each other to subject their citizenry to, well, the things that they like Mm -hmm. to subject them to. Total control. Total control, oppression, you know, make them their, uh, their tax cattle, right, milk them for as much of their life effort as they can get. If they're starting to cooperate, that's even scarier. The World Economic
1: Forum recently put out, or at least I recently saw... Uh, like a promo piece for the New World Order. Like, seriously, using that (laughs) word, using that terminology in like a two-minute-long promo, talking about how governments need to get on board, basically. I'll see if I can pull it up for you guys uh, here in a little bit. But when asked by Republican Senator Rick Scott if such police stations violated U.S. law, uh, the FBI said they were, quote, looking into the legal parameters. Uh, Republicans in the U.S. House of Representatives sent letters to the Justice Department asking if Joe Biden's administration was investigating these stations and arguing they could be used to intimidate U.S. residents of Chinese origin. I think that's absolutely what they're uh, they're intended to do, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we we know uh, Lily Tang Williams. She mm-hmm. is a friend of the show, if you will. She's a liberty activist who moved here to New Hampshire from Colorado, but ultimately coming to the U.S. from uh, China, mm-hmm. you know, decades ago. And she's had a great life here ever since. She wanted to escape from communist China there, and she loves it in the U.S., and she's sad, of course, to see the U.S. going in a similar direction. That's one of the reasons why she moved here to New Hampshire. But I imagine she's on their list. You know, she's probably on their list of people they would like to intimidate, possibly threaten, Mm -hmm. threaten her family members that still exist in China because her whole family didn't go with her. Right? And that's kind of one of the things that these right. tyrannical states do is they'll go after your family and they'll put them in a prison camp if you don't do what they say.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. right. So what this reminds me of is that, like, there's always three layers of of what's going on with uh, with different countries, especially superpowers. Right. So, like, on on the the surface level, they're completely against each other and like, no, mm-hmm. the, we can't we can't out of China or Russia. No, right. we're against them now. On a a little bit deeper of a layer, I mean, these rulers have way more in common with each other than they do with any of us. Right. So they will always work together if the outcome is going to be uh, securing their own power as it is and expanding it. Well, I, for one, prefer my local quasi-fascist government to the foreign communist government. That isn't saying much. um, I don't prefer it by a whole lot, honestly. You prefer the domestic... You know, corporate fascist government. Yeah, to the overseas tyranny. Yes. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. There I is. I mean, a- it's. You know, it's it's. You know, six to one half dozen of the other. I mean, guess it's a matter of taste. I prefer but- no tyranny. In- oh well, indeed. W- Is that an option?
0: Doesn't seem to be, no. Well, there is at least a shred of accountability
1: that you can have towards your local police department. You can at least, you know, know who they are and keep an eye on them to some extent. Hire some
0: kids to toilet paper their house. Uh,
1: But these uh, foreign (laughs) agents coming in from China. So I've been told. Setting up offices. And uh, by the way, I have the original story. This is what I marked for show prep back in Uh, I think it was early October, late September Mm -hmm. uh, from the New York Post. The organization was mentioned in the other article from recently uh, is called Safeguard Defenders. They're a human rights watchdog. They've released a report on what they say is 54 or 54 such Chinese police stations in 30 different countries around the world. There's quite a few of them in Europe Uh, Everything from London, Amsterdam, Budapest, Prague, Athens, Paris, Madrid, Frankfurt, and then North America has four of these stations. They mention three locations are in Toronto, and one is in New York City. So as of right now, at least that we're aware of, New York City is the only U.S.-based location for this but as you pointed out again New
0: York City is doing the exact same thing so they appear New York City appears to have at least an office in Singapore okay. and since 9/11 this is uh, from back in 2016 New York Police Department has embedded intelligence officers in 13 locations including London Paris Jerusalem Amman wow. Madrid Toronto and as far away as Sydney it's crazy
2: So is this how we move into a decentralized uh, uh, way of performing the monopolized government services?
1: That's an interesting point, and I'm actually glad you brought that up because it crossed my mind during uh, during the break there as well. It's like, well, we've talked about the idea of having multiple governments from which you can select mm-hmm. the yep. one that reflects your beliefs or reflects your values the best. Yep. Having multiple governments over a specific landmass, but government A, if you didn't select their services, wouldn't be, quote-unquote, dealing with you. Right, once you detach
0: uh, government... The services that they claim monopolies on once you once you are able to detach that from geography, then it would force them to become competing services.
2: And I mean, like I said, with Julian Assange, that I think was kind of the piercing of the veil for uh, geographically contained government. Mm hmm. And, uh, and, I mean, we are in a, in a time where all of the power is moving from centralization to decentralization. I mean, mm-hmm. basically, the human species has gotten as far as it can by bringing all of the resources into one place. Right. I mean, they make mm-hmm. a big show about, no, we're totally accountable to the people because of voting. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, you mean I get to pick between, uh, for example, uh, this guy and his cousin who are both in The Skull and Bones? Right. Oh, yeah. what a great selection that is! And if you if you think about the the variations that that just sort of makes my
0: brain think about, you could have you know nations the size of small clubs. You could have you know a nation of twenty five scattered around the world who all belong to the same quote nation unquote right because they all subscribe to the same amounts and types of services that they've elected right. But then you could have you know nations of millions. You could also right. have a nation of one. You could have. Hundreds of different separate nations of one that are just
2: slightly different from each other in, you know, the ways that affect them as an individual. Just like with other services that are provided, I mean, you can go to the little shop down the street to pick up your toilet paper and then your your service provider could be like a handful of people. Right. Or you could order it off of Amazon and you are getting that service the, from the same place as millions upon millions, if not billions of other people. Right. I don't think any of this is going to happen because of things government
0: does Mm -hmm. i think it's going to happen because of people who innovate things that haven't sort of been introduced yet right so with like bitcoin cryptocurrency blockchain technology for the first time we're seeing infrastructure that recognizes the individual Mm -hmm. that doesn't leave the individual out to dry
4: Did you or someone you love work, live, or serve at Camp Lejeune between 1953 and 1988? If you or someone you know lived, served, or worked at Camp Lejeune between 1953 and 1988 and has cancer, Parkinson's disease, or another serious health issue, they are entitled to compensation. To see if they are eligible, they need to call Liberty Legal. Contaminants in the drinking water have led to these serious diseases, and legislation is now available for for veterans and family members who may qualify for financial help from the government. There may be a time deadline, so don't wait. Call 888-918-1037. Anyone that has lived, worked, or served at Camp Lejeune from 1953 to 1988 and has had cancer, Parkinson's disease, or another serious health issue, the money is already set aside. 888-918-1037. 888-918-1037.
0: I've spent all of my life sort of knowing that the country with the largest population is China. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Well, apparently that's no longer true. India. India topped India them? topped Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like a couple of days ago about or something. That?
2: Yeah, it turns out the, like, one child policy did a real number on their demographics. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and so uh, you mentioned earlier that, like, it's it seems kind of weird to cheer something like this on. And, like, I agree, but... I would like to point out that we have the unlikeliest of allies in the current world. I mean, uh, the, the best ally that I have right now against the World Economic Forum is the Fed. Wow. Ha, explain that. Okay, so... The like, Federal Reserve? Yes, the Federal Reserve. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, th- this is what's going on right now. So... uh I mean it's it's sort of an inevitable thing the whole boom bust cycle when you're printing your money but the way it's going down right now the the quantitative tightening right the the rates being raised uh, it's getting you know harder to own a house and mm-hmm. stocks are plummeting and all of that all of that really comes down to a a, a fight between the European Central Bank which is thoroughly controlled by the World Economic Forum, uh, who also controls, like, the uh, International Monetary Fund and the uh, Bank of International Settlements, Um, uh, between that group and the Federal Reserve. So, like, right now, the Federal Reserve is tightening the screws on the entire world because they know that eventually everyone else will have to collapse before they do so we are going to watch things get tighter and tighter, no matter how bad the recession gets, until the European Central Bank starts printing money again. And that's when they cry uncle, and they go, okay, our World Economic Forum plans to uh, remove commercial banking entirely won't work for this generation. Or humanity as a whole, or at
0: least a whole bunch of them, could get together and agree to separate money from from state
2: oh wouldn't that be lovely
0: and begin to use things like cryptocurrency uh competitive markets for regular currencies would then emerge we would see things like gold back would explode mm-hmm. right they wouldn't be able to keep up with the demand for like a decade or something right all these things would would begin to take off and once you eliminate government from a market you see innovation immediately And the most recent or hmm, the most uh, illustrative example of this, not a lot of our younger listeners will know this, but in the United States, there used to be the phone company. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) I
2: remember. One -hmm. company, all the phones, right? Yeah, I remember they used to uh, get mocked uh, considerably on uh, Saturday Night Live. Most people in general believe in their heart of hearts that you cannot possibly have a money system that isn't a central government issuing it. We already do. Yeah, 10,000 of them or so. Yeah, in spite of the fact that we used to have that throughout the world, yeah. like the reason that you wanted US dollars, uh you know, prior to like 1913 was that you could trade them for precious metals, right? And precious metals were the currency everywhere on earth and they weren't given out by a government right you mentioned that you think the federal reserve is
1: against the new or the uh, not new world the or West. world economic forum mm-hmm. i mean world economic forum is made up of people from all over the world right mm-hmm. there's big corporate guys and politician types that are members of the world economic forum I, it wouldn't surprise me if you found federal reserve types On their board of directors as former chairman. Do you really think they actually are acting against one another's interests?
2: Uh, Oh, absolutely. So, like, uh, uh, consider uh, Jamie Dimon of uh, Chase Bank. Yeah. Now, he's a lot of things. An absolute monster is definitely one of them, but he is a corporatist monster, not a socialist monster. Yeah, he's in it for Jamie Dimon. Exactly. And that's the thing the World Economic Forum plan for the future involves completely eliminating commercial banks absolutely and entirely from the face of the earth so mm. they're they're basically trying to cut this uh, uh this gang out of the scam mm-hmm. so i mean it's hmm. you know it's it's this weird sort of like truce that they have it's uh, not unlike how uh, uh cable companies have this uh, cartelized behavior where like you only have two options in any given place yeah so in the same way you have like th- these agreements among each other for like how they're going to do the scam in spite of the fact that you've got raw socialists on this side and raw crony capitalists on this side, which, I mean, fascism, essentially. Mm -hmm, So, like, socialists and fascists are actually different in spite of the fact that they're both authoritarians. So you've got the World Economic Forum socialists that are in control of the European Central Bank, and you've got the American corporate fascists that are in charge of the Fed, Hmm. and they literally own it. I mean, a lot of people don't know that the Fed is literally owned by... By the The private banks. banks. The largest exclusive private banks are the ones that own the Federal Reserve. And
1: and that's why they're never going to get, they're not going to allow the federal government to create a CBDC that's going to cut them out of the picture. Right. A central bank digital currency.
2: Yeah. They they will allow them to create a central bank digital currency if they are cut in on it, if they're Mm -hmm. allowed to manage it themselves as they've been managing the American economy for the last hundred years. But, again, separation of money
0: and state is where humankind begins to flourish again instead of being oppressed. Major Payne is on the line here in Michigan. Go ahead, Major.
5: Nobody said something that uh, kind of intrigued me. He made the comment about if we're we're able to uh, keep being inventive and creative, we will survive. And I can think of a lot of things that have been kiboshed that were created and invented by a big industry. Mm-hmm. Like the, the big lie that they're holding on to now is this global warming, climate change, hoorah. Mm-hmm. Well, the hydrogen car would have cleared that. That was invented probably 50 years ago. Uh-huh. And uh, if you put a little electric generator in each wheel, as the car goes down the road, it creates its own power. Hmm. All you need is a good hill to get started on.
0: I well, mean it, And batteries. It,
2: yeah, yeah. You, you you run into the the physical problem of entropy by doing that. It's always going to lose more energy than it uh, than it uses. It, it's sort, well, of, like, it's sort of like it's sort of like if source. you if you set a if you set a pendulum going, it's eventually going to stop, just because you know the uh, the laws of thermodynamics.
5: Yeah, but you only need a very small power source. I mean, you could pretty much get away with a five horse Briggs.
2: Well, honestly, the the things that I think that they've put the kibosh on are like, so we could have thorium reactors in our our lawns, in our cars. Mm -hmm. Like, we could have safe, effective nuclear power that lasts for thousands of years. Uh, That's a threat to the oil companies. Exactly. And I mean, thorium reactors, they literally can't melt down. That's right. So we could have this. But, as you point out, that would be a threat to the oil companies, and they're the ones really running this show. Well, the same applies to uh, the concept
0: of earthships. If you're not familiar with these, these are uh, a so homes uh, built in the ground, right? Well, built mm, in harmony with nature, is okay. how I'm going to say. Uh, they they have—I uh, think earthship.org is where you can find out more about uh, Michael and, and his group of people. But they have uh, devised methods of building houses— that are completely self-sufficient. They've got their own septic, their own well. uh, They grow their own food. They heat and cool themselves, all without being tied to the grid. So if you can imagine that being allowed, quote, unquote, because, Mm -hmm. you know, local zoning laws don't allow you to do this on your own property. I don't care where you live in the United States. They had to fight not only the US government but the New Mexico government as mm-hmm. well just to get a place for them to experiment with wow. building these houses that's crazy there's a uh, there's a documentary film from a decade ago called the garbage warrior mm-hmm. i highly recommend it it's it's a great watch uh, but it tells their tale and in fact they didn't really even get going until uh, you know, they were trying to invent these things. They proved that their model worked and they were trying to do it in the U.S. They faced all sort of oppression from the man. Governments wouldn't let them mm-hmm. do it. They came in and tried to say, you're a subdivision and so you must conform and you must have curbs and you must yeah, have, you know, all these things. And- yeah, all these things. And they're like, no, 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 no. We're, we're trying to invent here. Yeah. And yeah. so it wasn't until they got invited overseas. There was like somewhere that had like a hurricane mm-hmm. wiped out an entire island and whatever. And so their government invited the uh, the these people who build the Earthships, their whole team over to show mm-hmm. them how to build, you know, things that collect their own rainwater and, you know, uh, process their own sewage and like basically save their island. And once a government and they were like the opposite of the U.S. government. They were like, no, please mm-hmm. come in. We will mm-hmm. give you resources. We will give you time. We will give you funding. Breaking news, uh, the president, former president Donald
1: Trump has been restored his account access on Twitter. Wow. And And also, finally. And I'm surprised that the dude only has 1.8 million followers there. I figured he'd had, I thought he left with more than that, but. uh, I bet he did. I wonder what happened there. I wonder if the old Twitter admins blew away most of his uh, his followership. Would not surprise me one iota. A little on the low side for Donald Trump. But anyway, his account is back, and it does appear to be the previous one. The last uh, tweet from it was January 8th, 2021. So it's, it's the real, at real Donald Trump. What happened today was, or yesterday, I guess, Elon Musk, the new owner of Twitter, put up a poll. After making a supposed free speech change on Twitter, announcing a new policy, claiming that uh, their policy would be free speech but not the right to reach, meaning that it uh, if he doesn't like what you're saying on Twitter, hmm. he will de- boost you essentially make it so that you can still be found, but you have to be, uh, you know, sought out. Called shadow banning, Mm -hmm. correct? So, like, you know, again, new boss, same as the old boss. Elon Musk is not a true free speech advocate. He's (laughs) just trying to get, you know, people to come
2: to his platform. And well,
0: what Elon Musk is really good at doing is staying in the news. Yes, and this is one more way he's doing that.
2: Well, he's also very good at appearing to be libertarian while being deeply and profoundly authoritarian yeah that's another good point point. of course he takes money from the government and so on it's where all his money comes from
1: but he put up a poll asking whether he should reinstate uh, former president trump it ran for uh, 24 hours and over 15 million votes were tallied and the majority 51.8 percent said yes now i suspect he would have done it anyway I I suspect if the the poll said no, he probably would have gone ahead and let Trump back on anyway just because, you know, he just wants the attention. Yeah, just, you know, like, okay, well, I was just taking it to, you know, take your temperature. I'm going to do whatever I want because it's my website kind of Mm -hmm. thing. But in this
0: case, he can just say he was doing what the people wanted. I uh, am not going to be following Mr. Trump, nor do I follow, well, really any politicians, so –
1: I will say this, this is the only time I ever expect to vote for uh, for Trump is in the uh, the, Twitter <laughs> the Twitter poll. I, I did vote uh, <laughs> that he should be restored because I may not agree with the man on uh, much, if anything, uh, but, but I do think he should have the ability to express himself.
0: How many users does Twitter have globally, do we know? Boy, I don't know. It's a lot, though. It's yeah, so many like, millions. That's what I'm saying. Like 15 million seems like a small amount of people for Twitter. Well, considering, you know, there's what, 300 plus million just in the United States yeah, alone. Musk people. himself, his own
1: profile has 100 million followers. Let's talk to Chris listening in Myrtle Beach to WRNN. Go ahead, Chris, listening on yep. FM.
6: I was uh, in Cheyenne, Wyoming, in a hotel lobby. I uh, actually planned a gig out there. And this I ran into this guy. He had a magazine in his hand with his picture in it and a carburetor that he invented that would get 200 miles to the gallon. And wow. uh, he said he talked to Chevy, Dodge, Ford. Everybody, nobody had any would have anything to do with them. And he was on his way. He had a plane ticket. He's on his way to Germany because they wanted to talk to him over in Europe. And that's I never heard anything else about this guy. I don't know if they bought it and you know locked it in the safe or Did what. You get his contact was, info or anything? <laughs> right. Email, cell phone? No. I,
0: Twitter I handle?
6: But it was. It Full was a name. magazine though, like uh, Popular Science or some kind of. That article's probably still hmm. in the archives of the magazine, I would imagine. It, I mean, I recognize, it was, like, like I said, it's 23 years ago. So, I mean, mm. uh, I don't know but if you could even get something like that. But he, he said it worked. He tested it and it had it developed, and there was an article on him, and it was pretty impressive. And I was just thinking, wow, you know, this is going to be coming out pretty soon, and nothing, you know. And
1: this is, uh, you know, there's stories like this oh, all very over the place. Story. There's a lot of stories yep. like this, and they they usually end with the inventor being approached by some, uh, you know, shadowy cabal of characters, whether they be government agents or big oil thugs or whatever, and then they just, they stop,
2: they close up shop, yeah, well, and the, they go away. Well, I mean,
6: million dollars, we buy the rights to it, then they, they throw it away. So right.
2: Yeah, usually, they I mean, their first move is to try and buy it, you know? Like, if someone comes out with, like, hey, here's how to have an electric car, which, I mean, Tesla invented an electric car a hundred years ago, so, Mm -hmm. like, and they keep getting invented, like, either an electric car or a carburetor that does 200 miles. Not the company Tesla, but Nikola Tesla. Right, right, yeah, Nikola Tesla, you know, the good Tesla. Um, (laughs) Yeah, thanks for
6: medical stuff, that my... My grandfather, my biological grandfather, I was adopted, I found my birth family when I was 26, he had cancer. And this was like in the 50s. And there was somebody in Wisconsin, I'm not going to name the town, but a farmer that was developing a thing. And it, um, it worked, and he was cured. And, and I mean, I, I know this for a fact. It's not just some story I heard in a bar. And the FBI and uh, FDA and all that come in with M16s, and they, they shut that stuff down oh yeah and uh that was that was a long time ago but he told me the story and, and it he had prostate cancer and the doctor wanted to to cut on him and he said no you're not cutting on me because you can't get it all and he started taking this stuff and usually your white i think a white blood count or white count goes down his went way up and the doctor said what are you taking he said orange juice You know, just he wouldn't tell them. (laughs) So, uh, so, you know, there's medical stuff like that, too, uh, breakthroughs. There are companies that
0: that do nothing but buy patents Mm -hmm. and sit on them and then do nothing. Peekless, you wanted to
1: discuss this missile situation. It was earlier this week that there were breathless headlines that Russian missiles or a Russian missile or two or something had dropped into Poland, right Mm -hmm. on the other side of the Ukrainian border. They had fallen into Poland. Allegedly, some farmers or something were just, you know, blown up in the ensuing explosion. Oh, I
0: didn't realize deaths were...
1: Allegedly. Allegedly. The thing is, you never really know what the real story is. And so the
2: the initial report was these were Russian missiles. Mm Mm-hmm. But, no, yeah, and, that may not be the case. Yeah, and, uh, oh, so many people were calling for an invasion because of Plus that. Well, this is a NATO country. Yeah. well, and Poland. It, it has to. Like, if Poland is attacked... Every single country in NATO has to be at war with its attacker. That's the deal. That's the rule. Like, we are exactly in the same circumstance that caused the last two world wars. Uh, A system of alliances that once something tips this over, the whole world goes to war. And people were calling for it, and it's like, guys... How about call for an investigation mm-hmm. or, you know, yeah. uh, you know, maybe have a sense of self-preservation and don't call for nuclear war. Well, they've been calling for
1: war with Russia since before this has been happening. This has been the sort of the the pro-Ukraine quote-unquote side has been, you know, rattling the saber for months uh, in that area, and this is just the latest arrow in their quiver, so to speak. But luckily, luckily, it seems like the NATO has not responded in this
2: way. Yeah, luckily. I mean, it's complete suicidal insanity. How do you guys think this is going to go down? Like, what possible way could this go that doesn't involve a nuclear war that is potentially apocalyptic mm-hmm. for our entire species?
0: If I could have my way, I would figure out a way to put... An E inside of NATO. I'm trying to figure out what that
1: joke Yeah, I've, is. I've,
2: you lost me. NATO. Oh, okay. Oh.
0: NATO.
1: <laughs>
2: I, <was, laughs> I was looking for something dirty. And Put an it. E
0: inside of NATO, it yeah. becomes NATO.
2: But yeah, uh, so they, fortunately, we didn't go directly to war. Do not pass go. Do not survive. Um, we we actually hiled off for a second. And it turns out, oh, no, it was the Ukrainians. At least officially, this seems to be the story. I mean, who can tell? The fog right. of war is a real thing. Like, you're not going to get good information out about a war because there are so many incentives to deceive each other. Sure.
1: So what, where did the correction come
0: from,
2: right? Was it the Russians who pointed that out? the uh, NATO? Ukraine invent, well, the, actually admit to it well the, the russians claimed from the beginning that it wasn't them but of course mm-hmm. they would right. i mean like for one thing they're not that suicidal so mm-hmm. and for another like they are already at war with ukraine they don't need to be at war with nato too
1: headline zelensky claims he
2: has eradicated corruption in ukraine (laughs) oh my god can you believe it ukraine is universally known as an unbelievable hotbed of corruption well he has cleaned it all up he has gotten rid of what
1: he calls the russian influence oh that's what it was right
2: see it's not possible to make governments uncorrupt they must have been hacking the election Uh, Corruption
1: is a thing of the past in Ukraine, and all Russian influences have left or been chased out, according to Vladimir Zelensky, telling an audience at the Bloomberg New Economy Forum on Thursday. He provided no evidence to support his assertions. Only last year, (laughs) Transparency International's Corruption Perceptions Index ranked the country the second most corrupt in all of Europe. He said, quote, no one will be able to forgive corruption in the future Ukraine, he said, explaining that all corrupt officials had fled the country in the months following the launch of... <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's wow. hilarious. Oh, my God.
1: Uh, oh,
2: yeah. I, thought, I thought I was funny. Cuz <laughs> You know, <laughs> turns out he is hilarious because, you know, Zelensky himself, he's just pure as the driven snow. Mm-hmm. He would no never be on the take. whatsoever. Oh. And I mean, it's not like, say, the Democratic Party sent an enormous amount of money to Ukraine, which sent an enormous amount of money to FTX, which sent an enormous amount of money to the Democratic Party. Like, that didn't happen, did it? Yeah. Yes, it totally happened. Oh, oh, that did just happen. Going yeah, but what we've I been read.
1: covering the FTX thing here over the last... Last couple of weeks it has been one of the most uh, far-reaching I guess of uh, failures in the cryptocurrency
0: industry it's before we get into the details of the FTX thing I just want to point out to everybody sort of the the inverse uh, criminality uh, I don't know uh, I, it's something that I've observed an observation so we've got a, a few things that have happened we've got uh, the crypto six. Right. Which is mm-hmm. the raid on this studio and a bunch of people, you know, associated, right. you know, uh, with cryptocurrency and, and things of that nature. Rated by the FBI. Right. Full SWAT style. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, criminal charges, you know, court cases, all that stuff. Right. We've got uh, uh, the Odyssey a bit. Uh, uh, the, the SEC, library, going, SEC after Odyssey, going after Odyssey and Odyssey. ultimately mm-hmm. winning or going after library, yeah, Right. And, and ultimately winning the case. And, the SEC did. And the S- SEC won that case. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live.
3: Oh, yes. Uh, we got a, a free tablet. No, you It's a, no, it's you a didn't. free computer.
0: Is it a spiral yeah, we, notebook or a tear-off? Is it legal?
3: Well, it's, it's a computer, like a half-size computer. Oh, and, um, oh you,
0: a tablet computer. You mean a tablet computer. I was thinking of a writing tablet. <laughs>
3: Yeah, no, but Richard got it, so um, if... uh, Well, well, hold on, Sarah. Is
0: this in addition
1: to the cell phone that Richard already got? Because you had told us some number of weeks ago that Richard now has a cell phone. It's your first time ever having Internet access.
3: Yeah, but you have to pay for that. I I think he pays like $70 per month. Mm -hmm. But this tablet is uh, um, some kind of a federal government program.
2: Okay, so this is in um, so, addition to the cell phone. I'm just trying to make sure I understand so you this. you got a you, stolen tablet, not a free tablet.
3: No, well, well, I mean, it's more, more like a communist tablet. A so communist that tablet? Pay- That's fair. Well, I mean, yes, yeah, socialist tablet, so that people that are on Medicaid that have kind of like lower income,
2: they mm.
3: get these free tablets because they cannot Again, afford not free. to buy a tablet.
2: It's not free, right, Sarah. Right. There's no such thing as a free tablet. Well, it's free to her. It's stolen. By someone else, that doesn't mean free. Well, the money was stolen. Exactly. The, the money was stolen
1: that you know through taxes that was used to pay for the tablet that was then given to Sarah for free. She yeah. didn't have to pay no, for not, it. Not right, I she outsourced the extortion for a tablet. Richard got it, but he got it for free, right?
3: No, because he worked all his life and paid for taxes. You know,
1: well, that's a, a fair a perspective jail, on this. I mean, it, yeah, I mean but he did pay taxes, so.
2: He paid for it technically, in that so that perspective. Okay, my getting mugged doesn't mean that uh, someone mugging someone else and then giving me the proceeds is a good thing.
1: Well, sorry, well but way. money's you're fungible. Your
3: life. If you if you're old, you're seventy-one years old, and somebody gave you a tablet because you don't make as much money, do you, would, uh, do you want people to treat you like a crook? That's how you're treating Richard.
1: Now I would not treat Richard in that in that way personally. Now I, you know, maybe uh, Peakless Mountaineer and I disagree on this. I think she's got a point here, Peakless, and that is that this man paid taxes for his whole life. He's seventy something years old, and 71. damn it,
2: if he can get a free tablet out of this deal, I don't think I don't see why he shouldn't be able to get a damn tablet. Okay, so being a victim of a crime doesn't mean <laughs> that you should turn around and support that crime being done to other people. They didn't take your money and put it aside. That's that's not how this works. They took your money, gave it gave part of it to yes. someone else. Yes. And now they're taking other people's money and giving part of it to you. But it doesn't do any good to leave it in their hands. Like if you can get <laughs>
1: some money back from the state, I don't think there's anything wrong with uh, with doing it. As long as you're not taking more, for instance, than you gave. So you gave the example of the robber taking $50 from you, and then $50 from somebody else, and then giving you a $100 tablet. Obviously, that's not going to happen with the government. That
2: never happens with them. They don't give more than they than they take. Uh, or even the equivalent amount that they no, take. No, I'm sure there's... what they'd do is they'd take $50 from you, take $50 from me, buy me a $20 thing, and hand that to me and say, see how we're providing for that's you. That's exactly what they Thank would you. do. And right. in the case of
1: Richard, he's worked for his whole life and paid god knows how many tens of thousands of dollars into the federal government and he gets a tablet out of the deal i mean i don't i'm not going to jump down the dude's throat over this i I don't I, i think the most important thing to take away from this is that sarah now has two internet enabled devices in her home for the first time ever sarah does the tablet actually have internet access or is it only something that you can like do a word processor on
3: well, the thing is I could get one of these tablets myself and we're no, it didn't answer my question that. though. My That's
1: question was not even remotely Does it ask. have internet access?
3: I think so. We're t- we're stuck on the password and uh, we have to get over this <laughs> Try
0: 1234 <laughs> or password. Or password. <laughs> Or password once you yes, we
3: to figure this out. And then once we get it out, I think we got emails, we got internet, all that. We're, we're gonna. You better it be careful,
1: it. Sarah. I just want to warn you. This could open up a whole new
0: world of information to you. You may start questioning your beliefs. I, I would love for Sarah to get on the internet and travel down some rabbit holes. The
1: first place mm-hmm. you should go is freetalklive.com. That <laughs> way you can actually listen to the damn show. We have David on the line listening to KINA in Salina, Kansas. Go ahead, David.
7: You know, I'm real excited to hear what the captain has to say about FTX because in my mind, I'm thinking this whole thing is a ruse. I think the whole thing is a ruse. I think what they did is they dumped a bunch of FTT to, to make it look like the company is going down, that cryptocurrency is bad. And it's going to require the federal government now to come in and either regulate or ban cryptocurrency.
2: Mm. It is awful suspicious that the guy calling for for regulation gives them a reason to regulate. And, I mean, this whole thing seems to have been sparked off when their their actual assets leaked. So that could easily have been intentional.
7: Yes, I I think it is intentional. You know, I think when you've got, especially when they mention someone as high-profile, in social media and in popular the popular world as Tom Brady, as a victim mm-hmm. of FTX. I mean, come on. Tom Brady is not a victim of anything. Yeah, he I is a dearly beloved is, he figure. He does not go into anything without knowing exactly what is happening.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's one of those things that I find, like, really suspicious. Like, seriously? You could have, like... Handed $100 to any crypto bro, and the first thing out of their mouth is going to be, not your keys, not your coin. And he'd go, oh, I should actually custody my own money.
7: Yeah, exactly. The fact that they sit there and say he's a victim of of losing $600 million in cryptocurrency, no, 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 no way. His entire fortune, I mean, that's what he's completely worth. There's no way there's no way that he lost his entire fortune of 20 years in the NFL married to Giselle Buchanan well now divorced it, it it doesn't make sense it, no, it doesn't, doesn't pass the smell factor
2: it does not pass yeah, there the are a lot test. of
1: people that say this whole ftx thing was engineered from beginning to end that this whole thing was a plot the entire time that uh sam bankman wasn't you know this innocent party he he'd planned this whole thing in fact they even say that he was the one who hacked his own exchange because the very same night that the bank or that the bankruptcy was filed that yep. that night somebody with a backdoor access to the FTX exchange went in and cleared out like almost $400 million worth of cryptocurrency, Mm -hmm. basically cleared the, the place out. You just listened to the new extended free talk live daily digest. We felt this format was more appropriate for our podcast audience and decided to make it our official podcast. If you subscribe to the daily digest or full episode RSS feeds please resubscribe to the main FTL podcast feed, which you can find at feeds.freetalklive.com. The other feeds rely on a third-party service, and though they'll have the same content, we can't be sure how long they'll stay online. If you still want the entire radio show, you can listen live every night from 7 to 10 Eastern at freetalklive.com. Full video archives are at video.freetalklive.com or tune into our 24-7 stream for the latest show, at listen.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live's amps will continue to receive the full two-hour radio show with no recorded commercials via podcast through Patreon. So please join amps.freetalklive.com for just $5 a month. Thank you for listening to and sharing Free Talk Live.